Chapter 36, The Gosling Grows. Bright Bill soon forgot about the incident with Rockmouth, and he spent his mornings cruising around the pond with the other goslings. He was becoming a great little swimmer. He was also becoming a great little speaker. Hello, my name is Bright Bill, he said to anyone who would listen. The gosling was small for his age, and he always would be, but he was growing bigger and stronger by the day. His increasing size was matched by his increasing appetite. He gobbled down grass and berries and nuts and leaves. Sometimes he'd snack on little insects. If it was edible, Brightbill would eat it. And even if it wasn't edible, he might eat it anyway. Russ felt something like the, like fright. The time she saw Brightbill swallowing pebbles on the beach, she was holding him upside down, hoping the pebbles would fall out of his mouth when Ludwig stepped in. Put the gosling down, said the goose with a laugh. It's perfectly natural for Brightbill to eat a few pebbles. They help him digest his food, but not too many. Okay, little one? Like most youngsters, Brightbill was incredibly curious. He explored the garden and the pond and the forest floor, and he would occasionally explore neighboring homes. He wandered down some hole in the ground and say to whoever was there, Hello, my name is Brightbill. Then a long robot arm would reach in and pull the gosling back outside. Sorry to bother you, Roz would say in her friendliest voice. The mother and son soon slipped into a nighttime routine. While the gosling slept, the robot might tend the fire if it was cool out, or gently fan him if it was warm. If he woke up hungry or thirsty, Roz brought him food or water. And whenever he had nightmares, she was always there to rock him back to sleep. Chapter 37, The Squirrel. A small squirrel was scurrying through the garden. Brightbill had never seen her before. He peered out from the nest and watched her bounce across the lawn. After a minute of spying, the gosling shook his tail feathers and waddled outside. Hello, my name is Brightbill. The squirrel froze. Then she slowly turned around and then she started to talk. Hi, Brightbill. My name is Chichette, and I'm a 12 and a half week old squirrel, and I'm new around here, and your home is really big and round, and I don't understand why smoke sometimes comes out of it. Reader, I'm not quite sure how Chitchat got enough air into her lungs to go on like that, and I'm not quite sure how Brightbill had the patience to listen, but he stood there and politely nodded as Chitchat rambled on and on and on. And sometimes I see you waddling behind your funny-looking mother, and you seem so nice that I thought I'd come down and introduce myself. But now I'm nervous, and I'm talking too much, and my name is Chit-Chat. I think I said that already. There was a pleasant silence. Brightbill stood on one foot for a moment. Then the gossip took a deep breath and said, It's very nice to meet you, Chit-Chat. I don't think you talk too much. I think you talk just enough, and I like you. So let's be friends. A big smile appeared on the squirrel's tiny face. For once, Chit-Chat was speechless. Chapter 38, The New Friendship Chit-Chat wasn't speechless for long. She'd already been alive for a whole 12 and a half weeks, and she wanted to tell Brightbill about every exciting thing and every boring thing that had ever happened to her. And so, as the new friends played and explore, explored and ate together, the squirrel, sh squirrel shared her stories. I was born on the other side of the hill, and then last week I decided I was ready to build my first dray, which is what you call a squirrel nest. And now I live in that tree with the weird bump on its trunk, she said, while the two of them picked pebbles into the pond. 
One time, a weasel chased me through the treetops until he missed a branch and fell all the way down and crashed into a bush and walked away all wobbly. He never bothered me again, she said, while the two of them crawled through a hollow log. Ew, gross. I saw you eat that ant one time. I ate a gnat by accident, and I didn't like it at all. I mostly eat acorns and bark and tree buds and sometimes the yummy berries that grow in your garden, she said, while the two of them took a snack break. But Chit Chat was as good a listener as she was a talker. And whenever it was Bright Bill's turn to speak, she'd keep quiet and hang on his every word. Do you know who enjoyed their conversations most of all? Our robot, Roz. The protective mother was never far away. And she felt something like amusement at the silly conversations she overheard. And she felt something like happiness that her son had made such a good friend. Chapter 39, The First Flight. Brightbill had spent his entire life by the pond, and he was becoming very curious about what lay beyond his neighborhood. So one day his mother said to him, Let us go for a walk, and I will show you more water than you can possibly imagine. Roz placed the gosling on her flat shoulder, and the two of them set off across the island. They marched out of the forest, crossed the great meadow, and climbed uphill until they were at the top of the island's western ridge. Before them was a grassy slope that descended all the way to the dark, choppy waves that surrounded the island. "'That's a lot of water,' said the wide-eyed gosling. "'I'm a good swimmer, but I'm not good enough to swim across that pond.' "'That is not a pond,' said the robot. "'That is an ocean. I doubt any bird could swim across an ocean.' Waves rolled in from the horizon. Seagulls circled above the shore. A steady breeze blew up the slope." Brightbill's yellow fluff had recently changed over to a coat of silky brown feathers, and he spread his feathery wings into the breeze. And then, Mama, look! For the briefest of moments, the wind lifted Brightbill off the ground, but he quickly tipped backward and thumped into the soft grass. I was flying, he squeaked. That was not flying, said Roz, looking back at her upside-down son. Well, I was almost flying. I'm going to try again. I have observed many birds in flight, said Roz. Sometimes they flap their wings quickly, and other times they fly without flapping at all. They spread their wings and soar on the wind. So I was soaring, said Brightbill. Almost. There, look at that soaring seagull. It seems like she is not doing anything, but if you look closely, you will notice that she is making small adjustments with her wings and tail. I think you should try adjusting your wings in the wind, like her. Brightbill hopped onto a rock and opened his wings wide. The wind is pushing me backward. Change the angle of your wings, said his mother. Let us see what happens when they slice through the air. Brightbill slowly angled his wings downward. The more he turned them, the less the wind pushed him back. And just as his wings leveled off, Mama, look, he squeaked as his feet left the ground. I'm soaring, I'm soaring. He hovered there for a second, raising a, rising a little higher than before, and then he sailed backward into the soft grass again. The gosling kept hopping onto the rock and kept riding the wind and kept tumbling into the grass until he started to find his wings. With each attempt, he floated a little higher and a little longer, and finally Brightbill really did soar. He lifted high into the air and hung there, floating, He turned his wings down and felt himself drop. He wiggled his tail feathers and felt himself veering back and forth. I'm a natural, he squeaked. You are doing very well, said Roz. 
but you need to keep practicing. So they spent the afternoon practicing up on the ridge. Once Brightbill was comfortable soaring, he tried flapping his wings. He flapped high into the air. He flapped in straight lines. He flapped around and around in circles. A big smile appeared on the gosling's face. Clearly, Brightbill was designed to fly. I'm flying, Mama. I'm really flying. You are flying, said the robot. Very good. Brightbill was now a real flyer, but all that flying had worn him out. He lowered himself toward the ground and tumbled into the grass one last time. His landing still needed some work. Roz placed Brightbill on her shoulder and headed back to the nest. I can't believe I can fly now, Mama, said Brightbill in his sleepy voice. I just wish, I just wish you could fly with me. And then the gosling's words were replaced by his quiet, steady breathing. <laughs>